1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why Midway USA offers super fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Welcome back to the Survival and Basic Badass Podcast, Kevin and Chuck. Well, today we're going to talk about the land down under, Australia. Now, I did find this monologue on the interwebs that I feel like really captures the beauty of Australia. All right. So I, I just wanted to go ahead and share this with you. Now, these are not my words. And I may fumble a little bit as I censor out some of the really obscene parts. But still some of it will slip through. So, there is a dark and foreboding place where few men dare to tread. And where those who do tread speak with indecipherable accents. A place that will rob your Christian soul It will be left unquenched, sitting there silently, taunting your soul's swollen asshole with its maddening silence. Where is your God now, you will say? There's no way that such a hellish, fiendish nexus of putrid rot and agony could even exist. Well, it does. And that place is the continent of Australia. Fantastic. Wait, oh, there's more. But Australia, some say, not the home of kangaroos and crocodile Dundee, not the merry magical land of Foster's beer fountains, koalas, and effeminate metrosexual fashion that would make Brad Pitt blush. (laughs) Thou foul, thou art deceived by wicked, impure forces. Thou art seduced by dark conjurers whose words are as laced with poison as your beloved koala's eucalyptus leaves. Australia is a terrible place that leaves none but the strongest or the gayest for some peculiar reason alive. 
Why else would the British have designated the entire continent as a prison for the worst scum of the earth, or at least Britain? The British are prudes, and their idea of rapscallion, or whatever the fuck those pussy-ass redcoats (laughs) call it, probably just meant somebody who didn't butter their crumpet right, or whose grammar didn't sexually arouse the queen enough. But still... That fact that this land was designated as a death trap so that foppish aristocrats could go back to their polo games <laughs> in peace <laughs> says something about the assumed lethality of this place. And that lethality is more than just an assumption. Out of the intelligently designed cruelty of some cocksucking asshole of a god or just dumb luck, Australia has the largest concentration of venomous snakes, aggressive and black-hearted creatures on Earth. The box jellyfish, the most ruthless, terrifying, and pants-shittingly evil killer of men. Some people die as soon as four minutes after being stung. Lives just off the shores. The Sydney funnel-web spider, whose bite can cause permanent open sores if it doesn't just kill you outright, and whose temperament, unlike most cowardly American spiders, actually compels it to actively pursue you and repeatedly bite you. This spider calls Australia its home. The Australian Death Adder. Why do you think they named it that? You get the idea. The Saltwater Crocodile, the largest reptile on Earth. Australia. If you were bold enough to still go into the water to take a bath, I doubt that smug look of non-terror on your face would remain if you knew that the horror that is the blue-ringed octopus frequents all coasts around the continent. The LD-50 of its venom is so high that a single dose is enough to kill 20 grown men. The Australian jumper ant, responsible for over 90% of Australia's emergency anaphylactic Anaphylactic shock shock. cases, is so sadistic and predatory that it actually has been known to wait on tree branches to ambush the people below. So I'm just saying, oh wait, no, there's still more. Do I keep going? I think we get the idea. You get the idea? Australia's pretty rough. Mm Mm-hmm. They somehow go back, they circle around to why gay people seem to thrive there. Mm. I don't know. All right. But yeah, you're you're getting the idea. I don't know about the metrosexualness though. Well, right? They, that's, that's they address that. Um yeah, no, I don't I don't know where to bring that back around. But that's all right. We'll, we can get into that. So I think I've got some metrosexualness going in on. In seventeen eighty eight. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what it, you know what had just happened was America kicked England's ass. Right. So after getting a serious ass kicking. They couldn't send their prisoners there. They were like, wait, we were sending all the ship bags to America. Mm -hmm. We got to find somewhere else. Enter Australia. Yeah, that's uh, 50,000 criminals over 60 years, right? That's a lot of people. Mm -hmm. 50,000. So... And then they established beautiful Australia with mm-hmm. all its vile. Now, I feel like when we talk badasses of Australia, 
I think all their scary critters need to get like an honorable mention. Honorable mention, right. You know? Um, now, as a typical American, when we think badasses of Australia, I can't help but think Mel Gibson. Okay. All right. Oh, that that was hurtful. I'm not buying the Mel Gibson one, but all right. I'm thinking Road Warrior. Okay. Crocodile Dundee. Uh-huh. I mean, Paul Hogan, come on. Paul Hogan, I got to give it to him. You know, right? Mm-hmm. He made me want to buy a Subaru. Right. I mean, I never did, but I'm just saying. <laughs> you wanted to. I wanted to. Um, Steve Irwin. Steve Irwin. All right. I think that's every American's favorite Australian. He he has to be, you know. Steve Irwin is the freaking man. I mean, that guy gets bit in the face by a snake, and he's just like, oh, did you see that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just, he's the man. Just sticking his thumb up off every crocodile and alligator's uh, crocodile. That's all they have there. And then but, there's Hamish. Hamish? Hamish, another Australian badass. Mm-hmm. I mean- He's got the patch, or at least he should by now. All right. So that that sounds like, you know, designated Hamish. Actually, Hamish and Sam mm-hmm. are two uh, That's right. Australian uh, supporters out there. Now, so supposedly we're out of patches now, huh? Uh, one or two, maybe. Do you have okay. any? I might have one floating If you around. have one, then maybe that's it. Yeah. I don't know. So right. we may be in trouble if people sign up on Patreon. Let's take a let's take a break for a minute. All right. Um, I'm just realizing I'm out of whiskey, and I have to go get refill the glass. So let's let's pause, and we'll come right back. All right. So you guys didn't realize that was really quick, but uh, mm-hmm. we're back. We have whiskey. We have beer. Mm-hmm. We're all set. Now. We're all set. We're back in business. So, you know, hey, what what do you want from us, right? All right, so uh, so we're gonna get into bush rangers here. Bush rangers. Now there's gonna be one notable. Uh, now bush ranger left out. All right. Now Billy the Kid. What mm-hmm. was his group called? His little posse, the the Ironclad or the uh, Regulators. The Regulators. Yeah. That's right. All right. So the bush rangers. You're saying very similar. No. Not yes. at all. Yes, similar in the fact that they're all outlaws. Bush they're ranger all is an outlaw. Were they somehow wronged by a fellow rancher? Frequently. Frequently. See? Now I'm seeing a connection. Uh So you're saying that it's like America was this country established by all the trash that England didn't want. Mm -hmm. And then somehow a bunch of roughnecks ended up standing up for what they believe was right by doing whatever the fuck they want. Right. Then there's this continent, Australia which is also a country, mm-hmm. which is kind of strange. Got their it's own a continent. continent. Yep. It's, in a, it's a country. But really, isn't North America really just America? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, there is that massive nation of, of Canada that's actually larger than the United States, so I think you, you got to give them uh, got to give them credit. Yeah, we'll let that slide. <laughs> I'm sure I invited some yeah. hate mail on there's that There's also one. Mexico, and there's like three other countries that yeah, somehow Yeah, there's other there. countries that nobody knows about. Yeah, I don't even, right. I, don't, I can't even tell you what they are. So, all right, so we're getting back on Australia. So I'm just saying there are some similarities. Mm-hmm. All right, so this group now, is, is, what are they called? They're bush rangers. Bush rangers. That's basically any outlaw. Okay, now they're not like friends, they don't hang out together, or they do? Some of them do. Some of them do. Some of them get together. The they get gangs. Prison. They hang out. They're all in this like all like between eighteen sixty 
1880, they're all like doing their own thing. All right. Uh, now, one person that was never really wronged was uh, Mad Dor- Dog Morgan. Mm, Mad Dog. Now, he's also known as John Smith, Dan the Breaker, Down the River Jack. Down the River Jack. That's John Fuller, one. John Owen, Sydney Native, mm. Jack Morgan, and Dan Morgan. So, I don't know if you, how how many people there were actually were this guy. Well, this is awkward because I had a list of four guys we were going to talk about. <laughs> They're all the same dude, <laughs> and and I think you may have just summed it up. Uh-huh. So, all right. So now he had been just basically they they consider him the the I think they I quoted them as saying uh, known as the most bloodthirsty ruffian that ever took to the bush in Australia. Now, he was really, you get down to it, he's really just kind of an asshole. We have Uh, those. Yeah. So, in 1864, he arrived at Round Hill Station, and he herded everybody into the the carpenter shop, and then he uh, started drinking rum. (laughs) And he got so drunk... Rum is usually where things go wrong. He got so drunk that he accidentally shot his gun... And since he was that drunk, he thought people were shooting at him. (laughs) (laughs) Who hasn't seen that play out? So he shot one of the captives in the leg. Mm -hmm. And then he told the the manager to stand up, stand still so he could shoot him. But because he was so drunk, he couldn't couldn't get it. And his wife came running out and stood in front of him and said, he's got kids. What are we going to do if you shoot him? He's the only, you know, the only man taking care of us. And so he said, all right, well, hold your hand up. (laughs) And he blew his hand apart (laughs) just because he was an asshole for no reason. That sounds kind of like Then he realized that he was the only person shooting. And so he sent sent, uh, John McLean, he was one of the guys there, to get a doctor. But then he thought, well, this guy's just going to go get the cops. Yeah, he is. So he chased him down and Shot shot him. Yeah, yeah. And then he brought him back. And the guy died. And so he just took off. I feel like drinking is where things go wrong for this mm-hmm. guy. Yeah. He was drinking those, like, Foster's oil cans. Yep, yep. I don't think Australians actually drink Foster's, though. I think that only you know, Americans that, drink is that Foster's. like Americans think drinking Guinness? And, I don't know. know. I don't know what it is. I don't think anybody really drinks Foster's in Australia. All the Australian listeners, please let us know, because I'm curious. What Feel do you guys drink? Feel free to send us the appropriate beer. Yeah, we'll get to the bottom we accept of it. beer. Yep. All right. So then, in 1864, he shot Sergeant David David McGinney for no apparent reason. Mm. Just was riding his horse and saw two uh, police officers and just decided to shoot him. Now, are you saying this guy's a badass in Australia or an asshole in Australia? I think he kind of covers both. Okay. Yep. Um. Then in 18, uh, then in September. Later on, he shot and killed Senior Sergeant Thomas Smith. Now, they were chasing him, and uh, he apparently uh, Thomas Smith got too close, and he got shot. And uh, then he was shot to death in 1864. Now, Captain Moonlight, he's, he's my new favorite bush ranger. All right. Maybe foppishly gay. Nobody's sure. Mm-hmm. All right. But, um... In 1869, he was accused of stealing. But he basically what he did is he he wore a mask, and he stuck up a bank, 
and took all their gold and then wrote a note saying, uh, you know, that it, nobody here is responsible for it. I took the gold and signed it Captain Moonlight. His name was Andrew Scott. Um, they went to his house and searched his house, and they didn't find any gold. And then he went, after that, he left and went on a vacation for a year in Fiji with whatever money I had nobody knows. Mm-hmm. Then he uh, came back, and nobody noticed that the gold that he was depositing in banks was exactly the same as the gold that was stolen. But he lived, you know, pretty high on the hog for a couple of years, having a good time. And he ran out of money and then was ar- arrested for obtaining money under false pretenses, which I don't really know what that means. Okay. He was sentenced to uh, 12 to 18 months in prison. Now, what he did when he was in prison is he tunneled a hole from his cell to the next cell over. Smart. And so he was with uh, another guy. And when the warden came around... This is why you think he's gay, right? No, this is not it. Okay. There's, there's, I'm not even going to get into the gay <laughs> stuff because it's speculation. I don't want to... I don't want to... You don't want to taint the taint story. this guy's name. Yeah. All right. So they waited when the warden came around. They grabbed him, beat the shit out of him, tied him up. Then they let everybody else out of the prison cells and they tied the bed sheets together, climbed down, got off. They captured him again... And he served six years, uh, six years in prison. And when he got out, he went on a robbing rampage. And in 1879, he robbed the entire town of Wanabadgery. The entire town. He just now, went if there's house anyone to house, from Wanabadgery who has insight into this story, mm-hmm. let us know how this worked out. Because how do you rob an entire town? But. This they don't have for, guns in Australia. Yeah. Well, they did then, apparently. Bad so, guys have guns. Yeah. So that's basically uh, that's basically his story. You know, they eventually caught and shot him. All right. Well, let me let me tell you about another guy. Then. All right. Or you got another rough well, go rider ahead. guy or whatever, backwood ranger. ranger, whatever. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> so I got a guy here, Bill Taylor. Mm-hmm. Now. At first, I was like, well, I don't know if that really qualifies as badassery. But I'm like, you know, that's pretty ballsy to whatever. So you guys, you tell me what you think. So apparently in 1935, Charles Kingsford Smith was a pilot and was making a mail run across the Tasman Sea to celebrate the 25th anniversary of King George V. Okay. Ascension of the throne. And he decided, now these are his words, to visit the land of the long white cloud cloud. I believe that means go flying. Okay. Because, yeah, that's how they talk in Australia is my guess. Was he a uh, aborigine? Who knows? Could be. Okay. All right. As we go on and have some entertainment and lay off those poor sheep for an hour or two. All right, nice. You know? Okay. Again, his words. His words. Okay. I'm just giving you a little insight into the Australian culture. All right. And if you're like, well, that's not how we are, well, maybe in 1935. Okay. Or like last Tuesday. Mm-hmm. You know who you are out there. Mm-hmm. All right. So- Bah! <laughs> means no. <laughs> So they're laying off the sheep, and Bill, 
Bill Taylor, mm-hmm. was the navigator for this flight. So a couple hours, they're up there, they're flying, and they start having a little bit of engine trouble. And one of the uh, the wing-mounted engines just shuts off. And it seizes up. So they're, they're like, all right, we'll be okay. Then all of a sudden, the other engine starts burning oil, and there's, like, black smoke pouring out of it. Mm-hmm. They're like, fuck, this isn't going to end well. That's not good. Because if we lose both of them, and we're flying over an ocean, mm-hmm. or the Tasman Sea, whatever. Right. And, because, I mean, I don't even know. Maybe the Tasman Sea, that could... Well, it's probably I'm... near Tasmania, which is in the middle of nowhere. Middle of nowhere. Actually, I think that's where our boy Hamish is... Uh, from Tasmania, so really? I don't know. Who knows? Maybe I really know nothing about Australia. Yeah, probably nothing, because I think there's six people in Tasmania. I don't think there's really... And Hamish is one of them? <laughs> I don't know. We'll have to ask him. All right, we'll get to the bottom <laughs> of this. So, anyway, one engine's out. The other engine's burning oil. Oh, shit, what are we going to do? Bill says, you know what, fuck this. I'm a badass. Opens the door. Climbs out on the fucking wing. They're flying. Mm-hmm. They're cruising up there. This like, you know, whatever. Goes over. Takes like a little pail. And freaking is uh, draining the oil out of the motor. Uh, that seized On the up, wing. On the wing while he's flying. Fills the bucket up. Gets back inside. Goes out the other side. Starts pouring the, uh, the oil the back oil. in the <laughs> other motor. Manages to do this several times till they're able to get back over land and mm-hmm. somewhere safe that they can land. And I was like, you know, I that's think that classic. gets honorable mention. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know that it would occur to me that something like that would be worth doing. Like, if I knew, oh well, if somebody went out there and did that, we'd be all right. I maybe would give that a shot or whatever. Mm-hmm. But the, uh, I like, I don't even think I'd be like, you know what I could fucking do? I'll go out there. I'll take the parts out of this motor while we're flying and I'll go over to that motor and put them back in there. That'll work. It, I, yeah, I don't I even, even think like that. Yeah. I wouldn't even think that that would be an option. And I think that he gets badass points for that. Uh, absolutely. All right. So moving along, what do you got? Uh, Captain Thunderbolt. Tell me about now, this. Is, this that's is, just a fun name. You kind of move in a badass category, just by yeah, just by, just being, by being named Captain right. Thunderbolt. Now he named himself Captain Thunderbolt. That wasn't you know he wasn't born Captain Thunderbolt. Oh, okay. his name so was Frederick his Ward. All right. right. Now, in 1856, he was arrested for uh, selling stolen horses. His his uh, family had a thing going where they just stole horses and then they would resell them. I feel like in our American Badass podcast, we also had some horse thieves. Yeah, they, they were pretty much Seems all horse thieves. Seems to be thieves, like yeah. a, the- a theme here. Yeah. All right. Um, now, he was arrested, and uh, he they they let him out on early early release, but he had to check in every uh, you know every six months. But he got his girl knocked up, and so he wasn't able to make it back. And he did when he did arrive. He showed up on another stolen horse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they arrested him again, and they sent him to uh, Cockatoo Island, which is just about two miles off the coast. And uh, he was on a, a work 
um, they were out doing work on the island, and uh, he and uh, one of his friends, Britton, escaped, and they hid out on the island for two days. Then they swam all the way to the mainland and escaped. Then they went on a crime spree. Yes. Amazing. Stuck up post offices, uh, inns. Now, what's cool is that in Australia, you can rob a post office with a gun. Because in America, you're not even allowed inside a post office. Yeah, they have a sign gun. out. We have a sign. That says so. no guns allowed inside the post I mean, office. I mean, you know, it's a thing of the past, like we've mm-hmm. heard of. Right. But they don't do it anymore. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're actually... It's like one of those things in the United States, there's crimes not worth committing. And robbing the post office is one of those. The other one is kidnapping. Just doesn't work out in the United States. Not in America. Yeah. Um, So, in 1870, he uh, went into a bar, and he didn't have any money. So, he just held the bartender at gunpoint and started drinking. Yes. And he got (laughs) shit-faced. Yes. And then the cops showed up. No. Shot him down. But I thought I it was. I feel like uh, you're gonna set your gun down eventually while you're when while you're, you're drinking. Shit-faced, you I don't know? know, man. I don't know. I mean, you really have to have commitment to yeah. to keep that gun on the guy the whole time. Yep. Um, now we don't have. Uh, we're not. We're gonna skip Ned Kelly. I think Ned Kelly gets his own episode. So we're gonna skip Ned Kelly this week. His own episode. Mm-hmm. All right. I hope you have a lot to talk. On. I think. I think we do. I think we do. Um. That's all I got for tonight. That sounds like a well-rounded covering of Australia. It does sound like we did we did pretty good there. Now, all the Australians are going to be pissed because we didn't call them cunts one time in this. Now, uh, and they really just did that. They though. really get upset when you don't call them cunts. They like that? Yeah, that's I don't know why. I don't think- I actually literally got an email from an Australian Saying that we don't call them cunts enough. Yeah. So I, I don't see, know. I see what you did there. Mm-hmm. Now, so here's one of the things. So we, we like to expand the audience. Mm-hmm. And we encourage you guys to sign up on Patreon. Mm-hmm. Now, several of you from Australia have, uh, you know, Signed subscribe. up on Patreon. Yeah, well, I think that we had an, an issue with getting uh, the patches So out it's there. hit or miss. I think the U.S. Customs and Border Patrol very possibly could be stopping all our uh, things. Now, it's hit or miss. Depending what post office I go to, some are like, oh, if you want to send a patch, you got to fill out a customs form. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. other ones I go to are like, nah, you're good. Don't worry about it. So I go to the post offices that, that say, say, don't not, worry about yeah. it. But maybe they don't know what they're talking about. But maybe they don't know what they're talking about. Now, how about. complicated is filling out a customs form? Maybe that's just it's the thing you got to do. It's $14. Ooh, oh, that's the big bucks. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, maybe I'll go to the other place. So what I did, now this is going to work out genius. So we got two guys who recently subscribed on Patreon. Now, Hamish, I've already long sent out patches, and he said, Chuck, immediately... Upon receipt, I am going to send you an email and say, you know what? I got the patches. I'm good. That email has never arrived. All right. It is not. I, I go to the mailbox every day or the email. The email I box? I click the little envelope, mm-hmm. and I'm like, they're like, you've got mail. And it's never, never Hamish about. Hamish, right. Mm-hmm. So 
All right, so that's what's happening. So when Sam, also in Australia, mm-hmm. decided he wanted to support us on Patreon, so I got two patches and I put them in an envelope. And then I got two more patches and I put them in an envelope. And I I grabbed the two fastest horses I could find. Okay. All right. And I got on them, just one of them. And I mm-hmm. tied the other one behind me. Right. And I rode and rode to the post office. Oh, you didn't ride to Australia, no, though. No, that would be ridiculous. <laughs> All right. So I go to the post office. It's the jellyfish. You now, can't get there because it's the surrounded exact, by jellyfish. And the octopus, right. Mm-hmm. So I go to the post office. Now, obviously, the one that does not require the customs forms. Mm-hmm. I hand over the two envelopes, and I say, please ensure these get delivered on time. The lady says, Chuck, I've got you. This is going to happen. Now, I suspect that there's only one person stopping letters as they come into the country. Mm-hmm. So while he's distracted with one of them, the other one might just slip through. All right. See what I did there? Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. So when one of you receives an envelope with two patches... I assume Australia is not that big of a place. You could go on like a walkabout. Right. It's only a continent. <laughs> and bring the other guy a patch. Mm-hmm. That's pretty smart. Now, I think that, you know, the walkabout is really like a tricky thing there. Yeah. Because it's it's billed as like a re- religious experience. So you're supposed to, if if your life gets, you know, too fucked up with bills and stress, taxes, all that nonsense... You go on a walkabout and you just get drunk for as long as you want. As long as it takes. Right. I... And it's it's your religion. So you have to do it. Have to do it. I mean, God's calling you out. Mm-hmm. So when one of you gets two patches, it's your duty to share it with the other one. All right. Now, I sent a nice Jeffrey now, Dahmer. But when patch the second. Out. Well, that was in the first batch. So that might just be gone forever. It huh? may be gone. But, however. When they get it, now, if the second package then arrives two days later, you obviously have the obligation to give the second patch back. No, you just keep that shit. Then you get three and the other guy gets one? Yeah. That sounds like winning the jackpot. (laughs) One of you guys might. One of you might. So it's a roll of the dice, and I'm just saying, put that out there. So, also... um. I was looking, you know, it's tax time. People are getting a little extra money. Mm-hmm. And you may be thinking about, oh, maybe it's time I build another gun. Our government's getting more socialist. I keep hearing them talking and getting excited about taking our guns away. Mm-hmm. I see emails flying around about the UN and Obama sneaking in backdoor things. And you're like, well, Obama hasn't even been our president. I don't know what these emails are about. Yeah. I don't read them. It sounds like fake news. Fake news? Yeah. And and fascists, fascists take your guns, too. Yeah. Just putting that out right. there. Yeah, well, that's it. I'm not sure that Trump is the uh, defender mm-hmm. of the guns. So you may want to go out and purchase Sign a more gun. gun legislation than, than Obama. There you go. So I sent out a uh, a picture of some new AR-15 parts, and I was like, hey. Does anybody have any ideas out there for me? Maybe you saw something cool. Mm -hmm. Well, one of our listeners did get back to me. And actually, he's somebody in the Facebook group. 
from uh, Adam or yeah, Jason, and he ended up turning me back on to uh, Adam's Arms makes a uh, piston gas system for the AR-15, mm-hmm. and uh, I think I'm sold. So my point to all that is. Maybe you stock up uh, tax time. Time to stock up on Time to buy uh, some extra ammo, some extra guns, maybe some night vision, mm-hmm. body armor. I know I sold you guys on that last month. Um, maybe you think about a subscription attack pack. AR-15 parts come right in the mail, ready to go. Mm-hmm. So use the code BADASS. It'll open doors for you. With that, Stay safe, and we'll talk to you guys next week. The Survival and Basic Badass Podcast is a proud member of the Self-Defense Radio Network. Wild Country, Wednesdays from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Primos. Speak the language. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue. Brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors. Every Monday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Abyss Battery, Waypoint TV.